Helping people fall back in love with country, right? Yeah. People who, uh, you know, don't necessarily, you know, gravitate towards uh, the pipeline of national songwriting, you know, in country these days. Like, it's a um, So, and, and the same with, like, Tyler Childers. I mean, he's yep. doing both. He's yep. pioneering and he's popularizing. He's, like, people are, like, listening to him and hearkening back to, like, you know, rootsy Appalachia, you know, folk, blue, bluegrassy writing. Yep. But he's also approaching it through, I mean... Uh, he's a he's a contemporary kind of like renaissance man guy yeah. you know he's like super skilled and talented so i mean there's there's those two in the world and i think they they're not mutually exclusive right you know they both have to exist yep if you're you know if you're a lot of people consider themselves huge fans of you know not just country music but any any genre country is difficult because it's there's so many that so many folks that fall under the same umbrella of country right yeah and people get militant about it and they're yep. like no this is country no this is country and i'm just like well shit like i mean there's like like i mean it's like arguing about like food like yeah <laughs> you know it's like like mexican food like people <laughs> yep. think people go to like te- you know texas they think they've had mexican food well no i mean you go to mexico you've had mexican food right you know like yeah. it's, it's like a there's a there's so much in the culture of it people yeah. just need to you just need to like Simmer down, I think. Though, then again, you have like Sturgill and Tyler, like being like, you can't write country music unless you're in the country, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think there's some some value to that, and it, it depends on what you're trying to write, right? Like, and specifically, some of it can be about your age and your life that you've lived, right? So, like, you could live in Nashville. You've lived in Nashville your whole life, yeah. right? So, you grew up here around that music scene. That's part of who you are. Right, so that's authentic to you. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. the the experiences that you have were here around this thing. Right? right. So I think for guys like Tyler, or Sturgill, their authentic is there, and some people can keep that authentic when they go somewhere else, and some people can't. For right? sure. It just depends on the artist or the person, mm-hmm. and the experiences they've had in life in where they're from. Mm-hmm. But I think I think what you're what what I think Tyler and Sturgill are bringing to the table is they're becoming acts that are as big as the mainstream acts that have all the radio play, totally. and they're touring and they're able to sell hundred and twenty five dollar tickets. I just bought one, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like right? for their show, and I'm not even yeah. in the front row, you know, yeah. I'm yeah. like in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but, went to Tyler at the the Ryman uh, uh, last week. So great, and it was it was truly like every you know it was interesting being there, and seeing the crowd yeah the demographic yeah and um he, like everyone knew every word to his songs yeah um and uh it was it, it was incredible i mean yeah. watching that like because two years ago he was playing in like fucking diners and yeah shit, you know like, he uh he played this show in pittsburgh and they sold it on the side stage which is it's a venue called stage ae and it was uh he sold it on the side stage first so they booked it on a 500 cap room mm-hmm. and then they put it in the 2500 room and it sold out yeah like so that was like right when he blew up kind yeah. of you know that was like the turning point yeah. yeah and one of the things for me that i think 
his first album specifically was so poignant for is when you played someone a song from that album, you're like, this is as good as anything that's on the radio. And it sounds like it's radio just different. You know what yeah, I mean? For sure. Like it's, it's the quality of music that is on the radio, right? Production wise, like sound wise, like the lyrics above a lot of that, of course, yeah. you know? And, it, and when I play that for someone, I think, there's not a lot they can say of like, oh, I like something else better, or at least they understand the value that they're seeing in that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the best music, regardless of if it fits in that tightly silo of what radio country is right now, I think the best music, you're like, yep, that, that fits. When right? we talk about value, I mean, like, you know, there's, there's, um, there's a, there's a bubble. I feel like there's yeah. a bubble that's gonna burst, right? And naturally, sure. like, and at some point, uh, uh, there's what's gonna be left standing is what's classic, what's timeless, yes, authentic. That yes. word again, right? Uh-huh. And, and and that's that's a that's such an important word because, um, I mean, it really, in a lot of ways, warms my heart. You see, so many people just like moving here on a whim, you know. So a lot of people without any cash, right? Like without a job, yep, with a guitar. Yeah, and that is that is amazing. That's what everyone, like everyone, can connect on that level of like wanting to chase a dream, right? Not to be cliche, but that's yeah. that's what this town has become. Right. And so when you see people up like uh, you know on Demombrian and Midtown everywhere, just like you know, and, and it's not even just country. It's like in East Nashville here in East Nashville. Yep. All these awesome indie rock bands. Yep. Each as talented as the last. I mean, amazing guitar players. Yep. Amazing drummers. Everyone, singers, songwriters, like. Um, coming here just to pursue the music, that's incredible. Yeah. But if we're going to be real about it, it's there's a business and there's an industry about it, right? Yeah. It's, it's, there's, I feel like this bubble's going to burst, and the things that will remain um, are really not anything that the pipeline has put out in the last, you know, five to ten years. Yeah. Longer than that. Because um, those songs are, are, are seasonal. They're, they're meant to go out, make a couple bucks, um, be played to hell, yeah. and then... And then forgotten about. Yeah. Like you're going to hear people talking about Isbel Southeastern forever. Exactly. Right. Like, and I think as, as an artist, that's the kind of thing you strive for is having that, that album that you have someone listen to the entire thing front to back on vinyl and like really want to experience it, you know? Totally. Yeah. I, and, and it's rare for me. I, um, I, most of the time, uh, my opportunities for listening to music are either in the car yeah. Or, and oftentimes I'll just, if I have like, uh, ideas like that I'm working on songwriting wise, yeah. I just like, don't even have the radio on. I just like am silent in my car and just Makes like hear my own thoughts. But, um, uh, another opportunity to have is, uh, you know, I bartend okay. and you know, when I'm, when we're in the restaurant when we're, uh, you know, playing music through our, you know, the restaurant speakers, whatever, and yeah. whatever I want to stream through my, our Spotify, whatever. And, um, yeah, I mean, those songwriters are, you know, the ones we've all mentioned today are the ones that I throw on because um, it's just, it's it's great music. And like you said, sonically, it's all there. Production-wise, right. it's all there. Yep. Um, it's it's incredible. And so we're really lucky to have that right now. Yeah. Like, we, like seriously. And I think know. I think the cool thing about the, the time we're in in the space is that music that people might not have ever heard because it didn't hit radio is now getting the light of day. But even though sure. radio is kind of slimmed down the, the lane of which they play, yeah. I think the other avenues that you have to find music and to 
hear an artist that's telling their story is mm -hmm. is large. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And then there's great producers all around the city who make radio quality music for yeah. artists yeah. for a relatively reasonable price compared to you know the big stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean for sure it's it's really uh, and, and a lot of that you know finding your producer, finding your engineer and your yeah. band or whatever. Like yeah. if you've like just moved here is uh, is a huge gamble. I mean because first of all money. Yeah. And second of all, like there's so many projects that, um, you know, you put your heart and soul into and your resources into, and it just wasn't a, a right match. Like right. that happens yeah. in a city that where it's happening every day, every hour, every minute. Like yeah. it's, it's not every single one is going to be a hit, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and, and that is a reality that you have to face. Um, but Again, it's part of that dream. It's in the back of people's heads. Yeah. And I'm just lucky that, you know, I, I'm at AT. Yeah. And from Torres Music Group. Yep. And um, the the marriage, you know, the, the relationship is very, very authentic. And he just wants to, um, he just wants me to continue to grow as a writer. Mm -hmm. So all the focus is on that. And his session guys, um, Farmland, the studio we recorded at, the namesake yeah. of the record, yeah. is incredible. David Dorn, the uh, guy behind the board, and the one of the piano players, um, including myself, is just like a maestro. Yeah. So it's a super conducive, creative situation yeah. that, that is rare. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met at an open mic night at Tennessee Brew Works. They have a great open mic night. My, my friends host every Monday. Cool. Um, my buddies and I, my buddy Vinny and I have been going there for several weeks because they got great beer and yes. there's like, you know, uh, we have a bunch of friends that hang out there. You just go up and play a couple songs. Yeah. So, and I still go to open mics yeah. like, um, be because you see that enthusiasm um, of folks who don't necessarily, haven't necessarily chased down any deals. Right. Like, you know, don't have, uh, aren't, aren't making um, any huge leaps, but have, but just love playing. Right. And I love to see that and yeah. love to be among that. Even yeah. if sometimes it's like they, they have a lot of work that they got to do. Yeah. Um, and AT was getting dinner with his family, um, upstairs and just came down and handed me his card after I played a couple songs, which is not unusual. Like, you know, that happens right. a lot in this town. And then I invited him to my next show and the show after that. And then he was like, man, we should just cut a record. So That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that is the dream. Like, yeah. Like someone that um, not only wants to invest in you, but like matches your personality yeah. and has the same ideas about how music should be made. Like, yeah. yeah. That's super cool. So, but I mean, I, I'm, I was 28 when that happened. And I'm 29 now. Mm -hmm. So for, but I've been writing songs since, you know, high school. But yeah. I, I've just been like, I, we call it woodshedding. It's just like. You know, working on it. Yeah. Just not letting it see the light of day until you think you've got something. Yeah. Making yourself better. Yeah. You know, telling that yourself sense. that this isn't good enough yet. I remember the first time I heard about your music was um, when you played Revival. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, like, there was Revival Buzz, which I call it. Revival Buzz. <laughs> well, like, when something really breaks, right? Like, when something's different there. Yeah. people pay attention right because that's For one of sure. the rooms that people pay attention it's in. just it's a room full of great listeners because most of those listeners are songwriters right yeah. exactly 
So that's what I heard at first, and they're like, you got to listen to this guy. Yeah. You know, and I kind of got that from there. Revival's awesome. Revival and Whiskey Jam um, have become a great home for songwriters yeah. in Nashville. Um, yeah. And like-minded songwriters. Yeah. Find, there's little, I wouldn't call them clicks, but you, there's just the folks that I tend to, the folks that tend to play around the same nights that I do, mm-hmm. and we all know each other's songs after a few months, yeah. and we get along, we hang out when we're not playing, right. and then we all invite each other when we are playing, you know, at the listening room or wherever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so, the little like dozen or so writers we have, Ben Chapman, Nate Frederick, Matt Daniel, Meg yeah. McCree, Harper O'Neill, all those cats yep. are uh, equally as talented as the next. Yeah. So we're just all rooting for each other. Yep. That's the, that's the fun of it, you know? Yep. And that's all guys and girls that are in that same kind of wavelength mm-hmm. musically, right? Like Totally. Storytelling. Edge, yeah, yeah. The edge of what is like considered mainstream country. You're on, yeah. the, on the left of that, but yeah. you're all in the singer-songwriter mode, all have fantastic songs. So we're inspired by the same kind of, yep. you know, like Willie and, yep. and, and, and Prine. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, we the give each other guy. a lot of shit, too, which, yeah. is, which is most of the fun. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can definitely, we can, we can take it and we can dish it. Yeah. Um, uh, Vinny wants to do a night at Revival yeah. this year where um, the last song of every individual's uh, set is um, a cover of another person who's playing that night. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. And like arrange it differently and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or just mock them. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Vinny has an amazing Gabe Lee impersonation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, working on, I'm working on one for him. But, yeah. you know, I don't want to divulge any, any secrets yet. But, yeah. yeah you got to keep that high. Uh, <laughs> you know, like it, it's a good community, and we like to kick each other around, but we respect each other a lot. Yeah. And just hopefully, the more opportunities that come for everyone, the better the better it'll be for everyone. Yeah. What the second someone hits number one, we can all just crash at their house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right, that's the hey, make sure you have a couple extra bedrooms. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the dream. Right? Yeah. Ugh. And uh, it's funny too because some of the stuff like, and that's kind of how Ray's Rally started was we searching for stuff that we haven't heard, right? Mm-hmm. And you catch some things and some glimpses and some of some really powerful music that didn't necessarily get any press. Right. So that's why we try to cover things that don't get as much love as other stuff. And now with the radio show, hopefully play some of it as well. This is definitely a huge joy of mine and among my friends growing up, like, um, the undiscovered artists, yeah, like finding those. Yeah. yeah, It's like, it's like a gem, you know, like in the rough, it's like, You've stumbled upon something that, and when when Pandora first came out, right, yeah. Pandora Radio, it was incredible. I was just like, holy shit! Like, what is this? all I have to do is type in, you know, one artist, and I'm all these other artists just come spilling out that I've never heard of. Yeah, all their discographies I have to like go through now. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Um, so, uh, but that feeling, I mean, I totally, I totally get, you know, what you're saying. Just latching on to um, a new sound. Yeah, um, that you know people are gonna like yeah you know is good yeah yeah you know is powerful and you know has long term but also the mystery of like why i haven't heard of this yeah where'd it come from yeah what's what's next no that's that's it's so important to have it um in the past year you know we've uh because of farmland and our uh, and sarah frost our um our pr um friend in brooklyn yep um we've had appearances on like 
like Saving Country Music, yep. uh, Grady Smith, yep. you guys, yep. Wide Open Country, and the the blogs are interesting to me because, um, you know, they're they they have a platform mm. uh, and to speak from, uh, even if and in most cases I've never met whoever's right. writing about yeah. me or my music. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, and. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I take criticism very well. I tell my manager all the time. If someone's, if someone, if I have an issue with anyone, and they come to you, tell me because I need to be able to navigate. Like this is my, like I, I grew up here. I right. love this town. I love the community. Like I don't have any qualms about dealing with any issues. Yeah. You know, if they arise. So that sort of thing, you know, is, I think, important to have when you put yourself out there with yeah. your art because art's so personal right yeah and people immediately lose their shit when they if, if someone you know you know kicks their art around right um blogs blogs have helped us so much um and we've been and they have been kind to us yeah um and so i don't think i've ever seen a negative review of farmland ever <laughs> for <laughs> we'll real <see>. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you know folks folks have been folks have been great and it's cool to see it uh, have a, have a light shined on it. Yeah. Um, because like I said, I, I've waited a long time to put music out. Yeah. And so this was a good first effort. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the blogs, the blogs are, the blogs are interesting um, in that uh, a lot of times it feels like it's someone who, you know, doesn't know, doesn't, doesn't know you, right? Yeah, and, and right. Is, and is like talking very intimately about your work. Um, but, at the same time, when you get opportunities to sit down, like you know, with you, yeah, and you know, I follow you on Instagram. You know, I know you're a goober. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I, I know you. Can, I know you get into shit. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, and like you got it. I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, I'm totally okay with this guy. Just yeah. like either talking shit about me or whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't care. Like it's great. Um, but then you have like saving country music. You know, Kyle. Yeah. Like, and he yeah. he will bring the hammer down yes. on some music right. anything he doesn't he, like yeah oh yeah. he will destroy you yeah. um and so you know it and i didn't know that i didn't know any of this he yeah. sent me like the first review he ever he ever wrote about farmland and he was like this is and it was just kind of like very observational there were a couple of things he said that were really nice yeah but mostly it was obs- observational and i was like excellent um but then i realized that he actually has like a great platform and he's he's he has a he's lot a, of followers. A lot of followers. A lot he's of very people trusted, care about what he says. Trusted yeah. opinion. Right? Yes. Yeah. And we need more of that. Um, yeah. You guys um, are definitely, uh, definitely extremely valuable to the future of, you know, I think the genre because, there again, I feel like we're at this verge where there's going to be a shift. And a lot of that shift, I think, is going to have to do with money. Yeah. Um, and how people make it. And so... Um, uh, you know, you guys, Grady Smith. Also, we like, for completely unselfish reasons, we just want Grady Smith to succeed because yeah. we, I love the way he talks about music, and that he's a scholar of country music. Yeah, he's and, a really smart guy. You know that he cares. Yeah, uh, truly. I've truly had some cares. conversations with Grady. Really? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, he's, too. He's, he's he's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, and um, so we yeah so we're just we just root for we're just rooting for everyone. I mean, we've got we we've been blessed to have a, a good community around us. Yeah. Um, and it all starts again. It all goes back to AT. Um, he's he's really opened some doors. That's awesome. Um, lucky to have him. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the the new project. So. Oh yeah. Uh, the new album is coming out. <laughs> It'll be possibly out when we talk about this, but 
Yeah, let's talk yeah. about the new single, the first single. Honky Tonk Hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Honky Tonk Hell, um, uh, there's a, uh, I have a friend uh, who works with Marcus King pretty closely. And yeah. so uh, I was in, I was overseas at the time with my family mm-hmm. in Taiwan. And I get a text, you know, Taiwan's like 12 hours ahead. Mm-hmm. So I get a text at like three in the morning. Um, and of course I'm jet lagged, so, and probably out drinking. So I'm, I'm awake. <laughs> uh, and um, my friend Sky is like, hey, uh, Marcus is gonna be in town. They just actually, Marcus just moved to Nashville officially. Okay. And uh, he's like, Marcus is gonna be in town. Do you wanna set up a write with him? I don't co-write very much right. at all. Yeah. And so, but I literally have been listening to Marcus King for the last like two or three years. Yeah. Pretty heavily. Yeah. And so I was like, absolutely. It'd be um, cool just to get in the room, even mm-hmm. if it's not something that you love. You right. Know? <laughs> like, I was like, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, on the rest of the trip and on the flight home, I was like, I didn't have a guitar with me, but I was just like playing through ideas and melodies in my head. Uh, I wrote like a skeletal version of Honky Tonk Hell mm. and to pitch to him. And so he actually, but Honky Tonk Hell wasn't even a phrase in the song yet. It wasn't even lyrics yet. Uh, he actually came up with that. Okay. Because I was like, well, this is like a, this guy's like, you know, dealing with a bunch of shit, but like he's, you know, at the end of, when he gets to the very end of his rope, like some, some grace saves him, right? And then, and then um, at the, I was like, I want the last verse to sort of describe Lower Broad, uh, Lower Broadway and, um, I'm in like, you know, I was like, I'd be like in the devil's like, you know, um, like saloon or whatever, yeah. like, cause that would be like the lowest of lows that I could be. And so it was kind of cool how it worked out because we were talking about, you know, your Luke Bryan bar, your FGL house and all that. And he was like, it's kind of like Honky Tonk Hell. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, it. <laughs> so that was it. And then, you know, it's, it, it kind of, it kind of sweet, um, uh, uh, linking the the idea of uh, Music City to this guy's like to this character's soul, right? Like, yeah. right when it's at the very, very, very bottom, like it's like it's got, it's just hopeless. Like, it's just gonna be yanked out, yeah, and like, and like saved in some way. Um, so we just we you know we cut it with the band. Um, these session players are amazing. Luciana, who plays Dobro on Farmland, yeah. she's all over it with yeah. the, with her Dobro. She's she's, she's so on good. a bunch of lap steel um, for the rest of the record. Nice. And she she and I work very closely together. She um, sings BGVs on everything. So uh, it you know it was it was an easy cut. The, the band I play with is super talented, and basically I'm just in a room, a sound booth right next to them, and I can see them, and I just have the guitar. And I just, uh, we just knock it out in a couple takes. Yeah. Um, and obviously, very uh, high octane compared to Farmland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's some songs on the album that are I would say like similar vein, and then there's some that are like yeah. very different. Yeah. Oh, you got? Did they send you the whole? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we got it early. Thank gosh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's interesting. We're um, currently getting. Um, ready to for the release, and then yeah. we have a few premieres already set. Yeah, and they're a little bit uh, di- more diverse than I thought. You know, we yeah. have uh, uh, we have songs that are that'll premiere. You know, songs that are a little 
more mainstream, and then songs that are a little more, you know, kind of like CCR Leonard Skinnerd, yep. and then songs that are kind of more bluegrassy. So it's kind of um, it's kind of all like a good little melting pot yeah. of, I guess, the last you know couple of years of songwriting and feeling like I have uh, a good sound and a good voice and a good process. Yeah. Um, some of the songs are five years old um, before Farmland. Yeah. And then some of them I wrote just a few weeks before cutting. So. Cool. It's it's a mixed bag, but um, I think they go together well, and it shows off um, the range. Yeah, and I think the range is important. Yeah, um, yeah. What's your songwriting process normally like? So I know you do a lot of solo writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Well, I bartend, so a lot of times I'm writing late at night um, after work. Okay, that's like a good stress reliever, I guess. I'll just yeah. it's habit. Um, I'll go. I just you know I'll just like bang out you know a couple songs for fun. Um, you know, coming home one night, that'd be a good night, you know, just like yeah. a couple ideas. And then, um, most often I will, if I, if I get a cool idea, um, sometimes I'm not even near the, near the guitar, you know, it's just a little melody in my head right. and I'll just, and I'll grab a guitar as soon as I can. But I don't, I don't uh, necessarily, uh, pen, you know, ideas and thoughts down immediately. I kind of let them simmer. Yeah. Um, kind of let them just marinate and hang out because for me that has um for me that's worked uh, i get i get a better view of it um i guess a less biased view if i let them just hang out for a bit because okay. i don't think they're so you know i'm not like immediately trying to develop them yeah kind of let them develop on their own a little bit before i really try to turn them into something yeah so if that makes sense and um yeah most oftentimes um, you know, I'm just, just in my room, just in my house, messing around, Yeah. you know, singing at the top of my lungs. So, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, some whiskey doesn't help. Doesn't yeah, hurt. It doesn't hurt know? usually. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Gets yeah. those vocal cords I, these days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do a lot of singing to my dogs. For yeah. Basically, you know, they're my, they're my first audience. Yeah. And. If they uh, really don't like it, then you know something's right. bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they have never steered me wrong. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, the, pro the the thing about co-writing, you know, in this town is it can be a lot of fun and it's a really great opportunity to network because that's one thing you have to do if you just move here or if you want to get in the scene at all. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I've, the, if, when I do have co-writes, I, I have that anxiety in the back of my head. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to sit down with this person and I, and I really want something good to come out of it yeah you know and everyone has that yeah um but like my friend Vinny, he's he's a great co-writer he's he's also a phenomenal guitar player mm. um and that's why um i like to sit down with a piano a lot of times if i ever have a co-write with someone i'm mm. like can we get a piano in the room somehow um because that's my like uh first instrument okay um so basically for instance after that marcus king and i sat down with honky tonk help for like maybe 45 minutes mm -hmm. and then you know we got a coffee and then uh came back and i uh i started playing this like kind of elton john like ballad mm -hmm. uh on the keys and we co-wrote another song cool. called delilah okay and he i told him if he doesn't cut it i will cut it and it's gonna suck <laughs> <laughs> compared to him so because <laughs> he just has that voice you know? yeah and he and what's so cool is like he was like well you know i'm gonna cut a record with dan Auerbach, right el dorado mm -hmm. Have y'all heard? Yeah. Colorado? Yeah, it's, it sounds yep. great. And then he's gonna and then he's gonna Marcus King band's gonna 
kind of another another record. Oh, awesome! Um, soon. Yeah. And I and I and I'm hoping that it makes it makes it on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could talk all day about him. He's he's a very incredible voice. He still owes me lunch, actually, from that co-write. So, <laughs> <laughs> this guy like just like made it so huge. We go to lunch and he freaking forgot his wallet, and I'm just like, all right. You're like, all right, bud. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later. That's yeah. how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, um, I know. Some, it's good for it. How about some other songs on the album that you think really touch on? Yeah. Who you are? Yeah, Babylon that I wrote with yeah. Finney is uh, very groovy. Yeah. Right. Um, it's got the whirly on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got uh, the late Kylie Ray Harris singing background vocals on it, okay. and she's like got that super soulful voice. Yeah. So it, it's 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 very groovy. Yeah. Um, and it's a very relatable, accessible song. It's about um, you know Babylon was like the city of sin, right, in the Bible. So yeah, it's about getting out of that um, and leaving it behind. Um, so that one that one was. A rare co-write, yeah. and but it came very naturally. So that's one thing that I love about it. Um, uh, All dogs go to heaven is like super. Uh, it's like yeah, seventies seventies rock, almost bluesy. It's like yeah. real quick. It's it's short. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's fun because um, it, it's the, the, it's not like I'm telling a story necessarily. It's like. It's like I am, I, I'm, I am this dog, basically. Yeah. You know, my, um, Mama never liked to talk about the way she found me uh, crying in a cardboard box on the side of the road, you know. Yep. Um, so I'm this orphan dog, this rescue. And, you know, uh, ain't scared to raise hell because all dogs go to heaven is a fun line to sing. <laughs> um, and the band just kills it. Yeah. And then the last song, Blue Ridge Goodbye, uh, has this, like, incredible... We have this guy, Rusty who uh, pretty much was a pedal steel player for everyone back in the day and now just is a session player for the most part. And he is he's featured on a lot of the record, but he just really brings that last song together. Yeah. And um, there's we you know we we purposefully feature him yeah. um, on that on that song. A lot of the the entire record has amazing play between Luciana on either Dobro or Lap Steel. Um, and then, uh, between that and Rusty on pedal steel and then John, um, uh, Conley on guitars, it's really cool. So, you know, for instance, uh, in peace of your heart, the second song, yeah. Luciano will be playing uh, super twangy dobro on the verse. And then in the chorus, it'll switch to very smooth pedal steel. Yeah. And that's, um, very fun. Yeah. To, to listen to yeah yeah, yeah it's different yeah, yeah. it's yeah. uh we had a lot to work with yeah it's cool it's yeah. cool seeing it too because i i mean honestly farmland was one of my favorite albums of last year so Thank like you. i have that that has a special place in my heart um yeah. musically right yeah. and um for me hearing this new record and like the different sonic sounds on it and mm. and there's little pieces of different things too and like you said like even in one song you'll hear some yeah. different stuff it's it's cool to hear your sound develop like that well i i do think that and i i say this all the time to folks who um uh like ask me to co-write or like you know who who ask me what's coming up is that i mean i'm always trying to get better i i know as a as a classical classical piano player growing up yeah. um and having a mom who was a piano teacher she wasn't 
necessarily my piano teacher, but it felt like she was she was half right. the time. Um, I know that I can always do better. Yeah. And um, at least that's what I tell myself. And, right. and, I, and I shoot very, I try to shoot high because uh, I don't want to be complacent and I don't want to think that I've ever, you know, reached my ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as songwriting, not just songwriting, but especially, especially singing, I think, mm-hmm. um, because uh, I love the disconnect between my appearance and my voice. And I want to, I want to perfect that. <laughs> Uh, and then also just guitar playing, um, because I'm not, I've never ha- had a guitar lesson in my life, but, uh, I would like to develop like a very unique way to play it. And, um, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Um, uh, some folks tell, I'll, I'll talk to, I'll play it for some folks and some of the more like, I guess, knowledgeable musicians in the crowd will ask me like if I'm a piano player because they can tell that I'm a piano player by the way I play guitar which is crazy weird yeah mind-blowing yeah (laughs) kind of cool but I feel like you know um I in the past couple years uh I've latched on to the right uh, vibe yeah and I just need to you know really dig in deep yeah yeah and I think it I think I could continue to keep writing awesome songs and just be a better musician so keep keep perfecting that craft that's my thing yeah i just i mean i would um and i and i think it's i think it's just good for your soul too just to be like look there there's uh you can sit down for a second and congratulate yourself but you could also take that second to just make yourself better do something else great yeah yeah so that's what we want to do yeah and i have at in my corner and you know we ain't scared nothing yeah we're going yeah. Heck yeah, man. It's uh, it's cool to hear the story a little bit more. I know we haven't got a chance to like formally sit down. So. Oh yeah, for sure. This is I a pleasure. And uh, you know, back to that, we got we got we got some good good music on the way, man. I'm working on this like cool side project, um, which is kind of like a like a old school. It's it's old school sounding, but there's um, some pretty contemporary like writing on it. Okay. And uh, the one track that we recorded. Uh, it sounds like Carter family. Really? Yeah, it's really it's really like throwback. Cool. Um, the the harmonies at least. Yeah. It. It's a three part harmony be- between me, Luciana, and Riley Bourne, who is in Lone Hollow. Okay. And um, and then there's you know a couple songs that I've written in the past few months that I'm already thinking. Well, that could be the next record, the start of the next record. Yeah. You know. So that's it's just exciting as a as a songwriter to to think that like there's more on the way because. For for sure, there's I go through weeks where, um, I try to write, but I'm too tired, or like I've got other shit going on, and I'm just like, man, like, uh, nothing's coming out, and yeah. that that's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. I think that you just have to. I think that writers, people call writers block, and I'm like, ah, what? Like, writers block, like, like that's just giving power to your block. Like it's, it, it it's it's a ebb and flow, you know. It's yeah. it's not always gonna be be flowing. Right. Um, uh, you know, Ben Folds uh, has this has his autobiography, A Dream About uh, Fireflies. Uh-huh. It's amazing. He he's so funny. He's kind of a dick, but he's yeah. a funny dick. <laughs> uh, and he talks about how like, you know, the the creative juices come come, come out of a faucet, and at the you know, the first first things that come out of a faucet are always, you know water that comes out of a faucet is always the dirty water at first. You yeah. Know? So you got to get some of the shit out, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely excited. And like, you know, I, 
I love this town, so we we got a good thing, I think. Yeah, and yeah. you're kicking off some shows, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this like the first touring you've majorly done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've done some, uh, I've played in a couple of bands mm-hmm. that have you know gone through Indiana and Texas okay. in the past, but uh, this is absolutely the pretty the debut touring for for my work that's cool and it's very exciting yeah um i'll have uh mid-march uh in texas and then end of march heading through knoxville towards uh tri-city uh tri-cities of north carolina area uh where we have friends in north i mean uh, in greensboro uh in Asheville, chapel hill and then we're gonna go up to new york for a couple days uh, which will be fun as well. So that's going to be my first taste of it. And Are you doing that solo or you have a band with you? Uh, Luciana will be with me. Cool. So I'll have Dobro. Yep. And then uh, her uh, partner, Rachel, who is an upright player, Okay. Uh, they have a separate band together called King Margot, which is like sarcastic folk. It's really good. Okay. Uh, they have a great shtick. Um, she's a great, uh, phenomenal uh, vocalist as well as upright bass player. Mm-hmm. So when I have them, it's like the bluegrass f- uh, version of Farmland. Cool. You know? Yeah. Um, so they'll, she'll be on for part of the gig as well. And then, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up just solo. So I'll have, uh, several different formations. That's cool. But, um, you know, having real, truly having Luciana is so huge because when I had a bunch of, when I had maybe about half the record written, uh, Farmland, uh, is when I met Luciana, mm-hmm. uh, we call her Luch. Yeah. When I met Luch. And uh, we met our uh, bluegrass jam, and uh, I decided to uh, ask her on to play a, a gig with me out on a farm uh, over Memorial Day weekend a few summers ago, which was our first ever gig. So when I got to her house to practice, uh, I started playing All Right Okay, and it just made sense when she laid the dobro on it. And I was like, wow, like this is what the record's going to sound like yeah. if we record this, because... Um, I've, on my own, I've experimented with putting a band around some songs I've written, and it's always been like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Um, there's something. Yeah. There's, there's something. There's a sound there. But then when I heard the Dobro, uh, it just filled all the spaces that I, that I, that I had, you know, in the songwriting structure extremely well. Yeah. Um, and she's one of the only chick Dobro players I know, and she's one of the best that yeah. I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. So that is... I mean, it's just rare, and so I I tell everyone that she like I would not have farmland without without Luch. It's it's incredible. Yeah, she's a badass, and uh, I think when it's all said and done, she we will be recognized as one of the best players in this town. So yeah. um, truly, when I have her on uh, and it's just me and her on the road, like it, I, I don't need a band. Yeah, it, feel, it feels great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So we got a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, man, thank you so much for, for taking the time and Absolutely. sitting with us. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. For sure. Um, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Lee with two E's. Gabe Lee TN is our handle for Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and it's the website as yeah. well, our new website where you can actually buy shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we got to get some Gabe Lee t-shirts. I know. I, t- <laughs> <laughs> I, told the la- I told my manager, I was like... The last thing I want is my face on a goddamn t-shirt. Uh, and he well, was, it doesn't have to be your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, we're going to work something out. Like, uh, we can just have, 
you know, like your name or something. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, shit, dude, let's, we'll, you know, we'll put a pin in that. The last thing I wrote is my pins. Yeah, I was like, maybe some stickers. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe some a pins. Koozie, How about the pins? pins? Yeah. Pins, of course. Custom pins, that would be good. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the t-shirts, uh, I don't want to, don't want to go too far. Yeah, too, <laughs> too deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> Well, man, like I said, thanks so much for uh, yeah. taking the time. Yeah, and you, uh, guys, if you haven't bought Farmland yet, go buy it and go buy Honky Tonk Hell too. At this, go point. get on it. Yeah, yeah. Gabe, we appreciate your music, man. Your songwriting, your craft, and uh, maybe in closing, why don't you tell us what country music means to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, country music. Country music. <laughs> Uh, country music is uh, is one of the best storytelling genres um, ever yeah. in the universe. Yep. Uh, so, uh, as as a huge uh, as a huge reader, mm-hmm. um, I'm a I'm a I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, at all, just you know, written words, yeah, and the passing down of memories, colors, even in fiction, mm-hmm. you know, um, just uh, the passing down of emotions through through words. So, that being said, um, despite how much the genre has changed, how it can be confusing that. Uh, Willie Nelson is country, but FGL is also country. Yeah. Uh, despite that, um, I really think any attention that is brought to it is 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 positive um, for the most part. So, um, and it also it is very much the lifeblood of this town that yeah. I have grown up in, yeah. and that, I mean that along with bluegrass and gospel. But right. truly, uh, it is it is uh, the the energy of this town and you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be the person I am without this town uh and I shudder to think what I would have become <laughs> if it wasn't for country music <laughs> oh god um but yeah so 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 country music country music is where is where the where the true stories are told and um you know I think that I think that is among one of the most principal things that I, yeah. that I hold dear about it Cool. So, yeah. Well, guys, thanks you so much for listening to the podcast. Like we said, make sure you follow Gabe and buy his records. Oh, yeah. And uh, this is Nikki T, and we'll see you in the front row. All the good old days. You don't have to explain it. It's just the